Hello and welcome to another episode of Heroes and Thieves, where each week we create a world using three words and the only limit is our imaginations. I'm Greg. And I'm Michael. And I've got the words this week. Let's get to it. So, actually, before we let's get to it, let's talk, uh-huh. let's talk about this October Halloween vibe we, we kind of started going on. Yeah, let's. We're going to back out of that a bit because we talked and having four worlds in a row that are based on Halloween and are spooky and end up being ultimately pretty dark and dire and hopeless. Yep. I'm not feeling the vibe. Okay. I'm with you. I mean, I loved the two worlds we've created thus far, but let's, let's back out a little bit. Let's have some hope. Let's have some light. Potentially, yes. Depending on how this next world goes, yeah, we might just be cynics and it's going to be awful. But yeah, maybe that just says a lot about us. But yeah, I agree. What, like, I don't know. Just watching, watching a Halloween movie over and over again, you know, gets pretty old. Yeah. So I'm not one of those who, you know, the whole Halloween Oktoberfest where every day everyone watches a scary movie. Yeah, that's great. I can't do it. <laughs> My scary movie count is maybe one. A year, if that yeah. nowadays. Like I don't like scary stuff. Mm-hmm. I get this. I get spooked out real easy. Yeah. So <laughs> let's let's do something. Let's do something fun. Yeah. Let's let's ease it up. I'm good with that. All right. I'm good with that. Deals have been made, and we're going to start our world. Let's do it. This week, the first word is goblins. Goblins. Now I know we just said it wasn't going to be spooky and scary, <laughs> so I'm I'm just going to try to have you make these goblins fun. Okay? okay. So listeners, erase your mind of all goblin context, and let's try something new. Forget everything you think you know about goblins. Yeah. Um. Okay. All right. Goblins. Fun little green goblins. Maybe they're not green, actually. Yeah. I don't want to dictate that yet. You've already started off. No, no, no. <laughs> I take that back. And they might not be little. Actually, no, they're still little. Okay. They're still little goblins. Yeah. It could still be a typical goblin. It just may- they're not mean. Maybe they're not mean. Maybe they're not gross and snarly all the time. Yeah, they don't have to be. No, yeah, no, they don't have to be gross little goblins. Uh but they are goblins. Yes. Goblins is the first word. Yes. I'm just trying to think of all the goblins I know in, you know, the history of fantasy that I've read <laughs> or seen, you know? Okay. Uh, let's see. Is Dobby a goblin? I think so. I was just going to say that. He's, he's a friendly, happy little goblin. He's a fr- well, he's not happy. Is he a goblin, though? We could say he is. That's not our world, but I feel like <laughs> that's a good model for for what kind of goblin we're looking for. But he's not happy. There's a lot of trauma. He's not a goblin. He's not a goblin. Doesn't check out. He's a house elf. Oh, he's a house elf. That's yep. right. That's right. We should have known. But he looks like what a goblin would look like. Right. In typical fantasy. Yes. Yeah, that's, mm, yeah, that's kind of. The first thing I thought of was Dobby. Okay. Trying to be a more friendly version of a goblin. What else? What else is a goblin? Um, 
I know that they like to move in packs frequently. Okay. Well, <laughs> in our world, they do. Okay. Yeah, in, our world, in our world, they do. They move in packs. Move in packs because they're weak little creatures. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say they're little. You know, they're they're little, little things. And so, so in this world, are there other like intelligent life, or is it just beasts and goblins? Other intelligent life, like are there elves, fantasy, or is it just a world of goblins with sheep or whatever? Goblins and sheep, that's it. Yeah. No, I I like the idea of having other intelligent um other races. Other races, yeah. And but what if we made the goblins on top, you know? They're they're on top of the Yeah, instead of like the ladder in this world. Instead of being kind of like the Kicked around. Yeah, kicked around and always the end. They're always the low level bad guys. Yeah. In true. any video game, the you throw away bad guys. Yeah, it's the first thing you fight, goblin. Yep. And you kill it. And you're just murdering goblins. That's true. They are really the lowest form of a fantasy enemy that's yeah. out there. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons campaigns always start with you go to a dungeon. Oh, there's four goblins hanging out. Yeah. And they're goofy and they're like, you know, yeah, they're messing dancing around. around a fire yeah. or whatever. And they're you playing just go cards and or coins them. or whatever. Yeah. And you just kill them all. It's, and they're not get smart. Stepped on. Yeah. They're, and then you move up to the orcs, but they're always way better. Yeah. And they're always telling the goblins what to do. That's kind of how it is. Is orcs are, are the grown up versions of a goblin, you know? Yeah. Like, they're just so much better and they're the real bad guy. But yeah, let's break down those walls. Let's, let's reverse the roles a little bit. Yeah. I think we make goblins still small little creatures, still little pack animals, but okay. let's let's put them on top somehow. Yeah, and I immediately want to say the way they're getting to the top is because even though they are small, they're using it to their advantage and they're super smart, they're fast, they're, you know, goblin tinkerers have been mm-hmm. a thing in a lot of fantasy. Yep. Um and they they're creating these big machines or things that allow them to be much better than everyone else. Yeah. Orcs are typically dumb. Orcs yeah. just fight and kill and that's it. Yep. Goblins are tricky and they're smart and they're engineering and they're building these mm-hmm. like big things, whether they're mechs or robots or whatever. Yeah. That they pilot around to to really just get better than everyone else. Yeah. And in this world they are better. They're just, they're not just have these tools and are still kind of at the bottom. Right. They're on top because of this. Right. So I would also like to break down the wall that goblins are greedy little, you know, yeah. money hoarding. <laughs> Always going after all the gold they can. Right. Let's get rid of that too, because I want to make yeah. these goblins somewhat benevolent. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. They can be using their tech for good. Yeah. They're doing good things with this. Yeah, they can defend themselves with it, obviously, but that wasn't their goal of making it. Their goal of creating these machines was to create a better world. Right. They they knew that they were the smartest, most intelligent of all, the, you know, the the peoples of this world, and they decided that they were going to use it for good. Yeah. Which also, I would like to say that they are not dumb. They don't speak in chop sentences. Yeah, they're not like hey. Hey, Charlie. Hey, I want gold, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, they always have <laughs> like know. like well no, like from from Star Wars, the guy who 
owns Anakin, the very first one. Is his name Greedo? Is it? That's on the nose. Is it Greed? That's a little too much. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if that's his name. But he, you know, he flies on and he's just, hey, you want Anakin? Is this? Oh, okay. Greedo is the guy that got shot by Han Solo. Spoiler alert. Yep. Nobody cares who shot first. <laughs> so, that's right. Oh, Greedo is the bounty hunter. That yeah, he shot exactly. He was not the same thing. Right. What's the name of the flying? You're talking about the terrible movie. No, episode one. Yeah, episode one. Okay. With little boy Anakin. Yeah, I gotcha. He was he... flying around with the wings. He's this fat little ball of yeah. gross. And the way he sounds, though, is very like... Yeah, like car salesy kind of. Like yeah. Slimy dude. Yeah, and that's what a lot of goblins, I think... Yeah. Go to, right? Let's get that out of here. Get that out of here. We've got majestic high speak goblins. But before we get too <laughs> high and mighty in these goblins, they're not they're not perfect, right? I don't want their speech to be like what you think an elf is, you know, just like these perfectly elegant. It's like I'm Harvard Yale graduate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Short little right, yes. everyone that goes to Harvard or Yale. Sorry. I mean you guys are is great. from England. Yeah. <laughs> apparently. Well, I mean, that's what I just, the only context I have is like family guy. And that's what they talk like. Yeah. I've never talked to anyone who's ever gone to either of those schools. Wow. <laughs> have you? I, no, I, I, no, I, I, don't I don't think so. Maybe I have. I don't know. Yeah. They haven't told me if they did. And I feel like that's something you tell people. That's the first thing you bring up. In well, movies, that's true. Before we go anywhere, went I to went Harvard. to Harvard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like all movies. <laughs> I'm thinking Gilmore Girls, you know? I, There's a lot of that, like, you know, I'm better than you vibe from people. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's how everyone is, to be fair. Right, I'm right. sure there's a lot of really cool, chill people that go to Harvard and Yale. Yeah, of course. But that's how the movies are portraying you. So start yeah. a petition, take Gilmore Girls off the air forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would do a lot of good, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I mean... It, the amount of snarky comebacks in that show is like it's too much. Blows my mind. It's too much. It's Only we can real. have a portion of that power. <laughs> I. Uh, it's not real. <laughs> Nobody's that good. All right. Okay. So our goblins are not part of the cast of Gilmore Girls. They're correct. They're different. They're different. They're but they're they're self made and so they're well respected because, like you said, they have all this machinery, all this tech. And they've done so much good in science and literature mm -hmm. and music and art. They've just done so much good for the world. Yeah. Um, but they still have their flaws, of course. And there are bad ones. Yes, there yeah, are. Just evil... like everybody in the world now. There's there's bad there's right. bad eggs here and there. Yeah, I'm sure there's some evil Harvard graduates out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyways, that's... That's where I want to place these goblins. Kind of shift the scales a little bit. Okay. Let's I make like them it. let's make them good. So what do they look like? I I generally want to keep with the, the theme that they are smaller in stature. They green skin. Maybe different tones of skin depending on where you're from. You know, like there's blue goblins, purple goblins, red, like green. mountain goblin, yeah. Yeah. Maybe something like different that. Colors. I've always loved that. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool to, to think about. They can have different accents and, and whatnot. Yeah. And what about their ears? This is really important. Their ears and nose. Are they big? I think so. Yeah. 
I think it could be kind of like a, if when I say goblin, whatever you think of, just your first thought, like Dobby, yeah. he's not a goblin, but he's like a goblin. Apparently not. He looks, he has all the characters we just defined. Yeah. Um, he's got that longer nose. He's slender, big ears. Yeah. My my initial goblins come from the Warcraft franchise. Yeah. That's what I think of goblin. Yeah. Is that those those goblins. And they look very similar to Dobby. Yeah. That's not so, too far off. Yeah. I think that's that's fair. Yeah. That's that's our goblin. Pretty generalized goblins. Are they like tattered ragtag clothes or are they at this point, you know, suits and ties? And I don't think suits and ties. Monocles, top <laughs> a little, hats. A little too much. <laughs> uh, Where are we at in the spectrum? Are they... Are they like leathers are they tatters are they chain what's what's the suits looking like well i think i mean it's such a booming economy and culture that it depends on what you do right uh, that's true there's there's different classes of goblins. yeah we got our goblin yeah priests and warriors and mechanics tinkerers our doc our doctors i guess that's priests we have our our leaders yeah, you know our businessmen. I'm That's sure. Another, yeah, they're all different, different attire. Yeah, but they're just different. They're not. Yeah, so they're not on average. They're not wearing what Dobby wears, just that potato sack <laughs> or whatever he <laughs> yes. wears. They're not doing that unless they're homeless. But so while I'm imagining this, I'm also imagining that the major city of this world or this state, whatever we're in, this nation, is Goblin Run. Of and course. Mainly populated by goblins, but there are other races in the place. Yeah, or is it? Have they gained the right to be there, or have they just moved in, or what's the situation there? Uh, I think both. I guess they they've moved in, but they are definitely not the owners of this place, right? They're they're the ones who. So if we're flipping this scale, you know, all the way around, they're the ones who are. Maybe lower class, but still treated well. So we have... The goblins aren't kicking them out. They're not putting no. up a wall and saying, you can't come in. No, they're very uh, altruistic. They're saying, yeah, sure. Come I, on I think in. They're, they're, yeah, they're helping everybody because they've got so much science, so much technology and, and good to spread with the world that people are flocking to them to learn from them. They've got great yes. schools and universities okay. where they are teaching this stuff. And people from all over are coming to try and learn how to, how to do this, how to be like, just to learn from them. Yeah, and the goblins, just nature of these goblins, they're the majority. Like, there's just something in them that makes them want to do good. Yeah, some of them can stray, some of them can be greedy, but this is the nature of these goblins. They're good guys. Yeah, they're good guys. It's the way they were born maybe they're maybe they're the what the the mode of their creation was you know different or something like that you know how you know every, yeah like the god of of humility created the god yeah something, something like that yeah yeah so they're the benevolence they're not like in lord of the rings they were created out of you know in a pit out of pure evil right. the orcs were you know yeah and the, but that's not that's not that's not these goblins these goblins were created as a gift okay nice as a gift to to this world you know out of the out of the rock out of the stone came these blessed creatures wonderful and they're just here to serve 
But also to lead. To lead, yes. And to pioneer and to do the things that goblins do. Will they at times lead with a little bit of a strong arm? Did they have to? They have to. I feel like, you know, worlds being worlds, these goblins have fought before. They don't like it. They don't want to do it. Yeah. But they've had to defend themselves or defend others in need. Yeah. There's been an oppressive force of who knows what that has tried to take away what the goblins have, but they've they have the wherewithal to defend. And when they absolutely need to, they will. Yeah. Well, let me throw this at you. <laughs> yeah. Let me throw this at you and see see what you you know, see what you think. What if the goblins have something of a a bee mentality? Where because I think of this right now because um I currently have bees trying to make a home in my house. Okay. Um and it just made me think I also had a dream about bees the other night that was pretty wild. Okay. So it's really on my mind recently. But what if they had this mentality where, yeah, like they were born from, you know, benevolence and humility and all that, but the source of it is one queen or king or whatever, goblin. So the hive mind is kind of influencing these goblins a little bit of a hive mind so not not total hive mind like they still yeah it's just an influence they still have their own thoughts own emotions and they act independently but this queen whatever this hive mind is the source of all that and if it's destroyed who knows what would happen so the goblins just are in shambles Right. They still might be good and, and smart and whatever else, but, but they've lost that link. But they've lost that, that core tenet of themselves. Yeah. I kind of do like in this this hive thing, the queen is kind of able to, she's not always, she's not controlling them. Right. But she can send out these, these waves of, of thought to every goblin that she can like, Telepathy, right? She can link up to right. one and say, "Hey, you should you should do this thing." Right. The voice in their head is saying, "Yeah," and they know it. They recognize it. They go, oh, that's Queen. That's Queen. Yeah, that's B. an order from the Queen. That's Queen Gabo. Queen Gabo. What are we gonna do now, Queen Gabo? And then, <laughs> and then she says, "You need to go help so and so because I've been hearing they need help. So can you please go help Mister So and So?" Yeah. Say, oh, sure, Queenie Gabo. Sure. Right on it, Gabo. Gabo. We've established that's not how they talk, but I like that's how they talk. I mean, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, maybe some do. That's what I was saying is, you know, these we've we've put these goblins on a pedestal. They're they're good. (laughs) They're great guys. But they still have a little bit of rough around the edges. A little bit of a. Yeah, there's some bruisers in there. They're good, but they're just, you know, like the lighthearted, big bruiser guys and i like i do like the idea of some of the goblins being bigger yes of course as big as a human but just you know buff and kind of to a human and be like whoa that's a really strong child i don't want to mess with yeah right so it's like it looks like he could do some damage and he could because he's a trained goblin fighter um absolutely so there's all sorts different types and and the queen can kind of link out to whoever she wants specifically or all of them at the same time and say, Hey, we all need to chill out. Yeah. We've been a little rough lately. Let's chill out. Yeah. Let's make some, some ice cream, hand it out to the orcs. Let's just, it'll be great. Today is a holiday. We're going to celebrate. Yeah. Everybody relax. It's like the PA system comes on in the town, but it's a tele- telepathic link. 
Just in the goblins, though. Just to the goblins. Yep. You just can't influence anybody else. But in my reality, it leads to stories where a goblin, a corrupt one, works his way up to be next to the queen and kind of like manipulates the queen to send out bad vibes. Sure. Yeah. That could be a story arc in itself. She and can definitely be influenced that way, I think. Yeah. She could be saying, hey, maybe... Maybe we don't want to help the orcs anymore, everybody. Let's yeah. let's get them out of here. You see what the orcs did. Let's get them on out of town. Oh, that's that's a weird <laughs> because more like we don't like them. Like, hey guys, today we're gonna massacre the orcs. Yeah, I mean not not so extreme. <laughs> I'm saying more like just subtle. Like it's, she's still happy. One she's thing at still, a time. Let's just you know that orc shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done it. <laughs> Put him in the prison, even though he didn't really do anything. Yeah, but it's like he looked at you wrong. Bobby, do it, do something. Send him away. Yeah. So at any chance He's to kind of slowly tweak and manipulate how corruption works. Yeah. Right. It's not all at once. It's very slow. Yeah. That'd be a cool story to tell. Right. That's a cool uh, story to tell. Yeah. But that's that's a sidebar. So she yeah, sidebar queen that can talk to everybody. A queen that can talk to everybody. She, and her thoughts are good. Her thoughts are generally good because I think she, so she's the voice of the god or goddess, whatever she's created the them. She's the speaker thing. of that thing. So the line of communication goes from, you know, the god to her and then from her to everybody. <clears throat> yeah. And that's it. There's no, you know, besides, you know, advisors or, or whatever else, but she is the one and it's from her directly to the people, which is why. There's no other channels between, there's, you know, there's no Senate, Congress, mayor, okay. you know, there's nothing that it's her to you, the citizen. And so that is why they have been able to achieve so much because her intentions are pure and good. And these goblins can receive direct communication to their, yeah. their queen. Yeah. So it's kind of like communism. <laughs> point. Go on. Because at some point. The goblins just do what they're told, and the queen is the this, the the one speaker, right? Mm -hmm. And then at some point, the queen can be like, "They're gonna listen to me no matter what I say." Right. So if I want a double cheeseburger, even though I the god hasn't told me to have one, <laughs> I'm just gonna put that in there. Yeah, like this is now law decree. Every Tuesday, I get four double cheeseburgers delivered to me, and no one knows any different. <laughs> Yeah. So that, in our world, it's kind of like, it, yeah, it's kind of like there's one person dictating everything. In a sense. But remember, she. But is, she is good. She is good. So it's a good communism. And yeah, it's communism in its perfect form, right? And its perfect form would probably be ideal. Right, because a leader has never been corrupted. They don't want right. money. They don't want power. They just want good for everyone. Yeah. Actual good. She is uncorruptible. That would be great. Maybe uncorruptible. Po yeah, possibly. Who Up knows? to this point, she's yeah. uncorruptible. Like she's, I, I'm imagining she's super well guarded. Yeah, of course. Right. There, you don't want anyone else getting in there. Right. Unless because there are other races yeah. who may be jealous or whatever. Yeah. Like how does your society work so well? You have one queen that's telling you what to do. What if I could do that? You know? Right. Somehow gain this telepathic link to all goblins. Yeah. Not possible, but. They can try. Yes. But also, I think it's also key to remember that she doesn't directly control the goblins. Right. She just, just, tells, just talks. can influence and, yeah. and talk and calm them or, you know, 
whatever else like that. But she does have her bruiser team if they don't listen. And she really wants them to listen and like, no, this is for good. You need to do this. And they're really saying, no, we're going to go steal from people. And they're like, no, you shouldn't do that. Right. And then she sends out the police force to, you know. Right. Ooh, little solve the situation. Minority report. <laughs> yeah, she knows what they're doing before She's they like, do it. Hey, David, I know what you're thinking. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. And then like 10 seconds later, knock, knock, knock. Yep. <laughs> you're done. You're going to jail, bud. I know what you were about to do. That That whole story is awesome. I loved it. Minority Report? Yes, Minority yeah. Report. <laughs> it's scary, though. Yeah, as is told in the movie. It's, yeah. It's it can, it can get pretty terrifying. But that's something that she, the queen, our queen, could be capable of. I mean, she can't read the future, but she can definitely... One thing I think that, that she can do is what her true power is, is she can sense the emotions of her people. And that's yeah. how she kind of okay. balances and equals out like... Our people are feeling restless. Our people are feeling nervous about the incoming wave of, you know, refugees. They're feeling industrious, whatever. She feels the angst of her people. Yeah, and she can either control it, she can use it. That's a big burden. She can, well, she's a big goblin. Feeling that? Wow. And she was the chosen. She's a big goblin. She's a big goblin. She's a thick woman. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) I'm not thinking like, well, to be honest, I was thinking of Jabba the Hutt, but- (laughs) Let's not do that because I want her. She's got to have some serenity, some some beauty. She's not gross. Yeah, she's not gross. She's just maybe physically bigger or not. Like proportionately I, the same as the other ones, but just times two. Maybe just a little bigger. Yeah, yeah, just a yeah. little bigger. Proportionally, she still looks like a goblin. She doesn't look weird. She's just maybe human-sized. There's yeah, one just a human-sized, human-sized goblin. Goblin. And... As far as goblin standards, beautiful. Yeah. And even if a elf or a human looks upon her, they're like, wow, like that's I understand why you are the queen. Yeah. And she's like radiating right. She's got an aura. Yeah. yeah. She's radiating vibes. She's vibing. <laughs> she is hard all the time. Twenty four seven. Vibing. Yeah. And that's why the goblins are doing so well. Yeah. Because she's constantly on this great vibe and everybody's like, Wow, I'm feeling it. This they're is so great. cool. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. That's those are those are our goblins, but they're still goblins. Okay, I, I love it so far. So we've got this goblin society that's good. There's other things in the world like orcs and elves and humans. Who knows? Yep, it's fantasy world, but the goblins are the top dogs because of this queen hive thing happening. Yeah, They've been able to maneuver their way to the top by helping others, defending others, creating great stuff for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, and then protecting that stuff when there's peril. Yeah. Awesome. Let's get word number two. Let's do it. Fire. Ooh, fire. Yeah. It's their weakness. (laughs) I think it's most things weakness. Well, okay. Yeah. Fair point. It's also my weakness. Yes. I'm pretty weak to fire. That's a good point. Yeah. But... Hear me out. They can't even be near it. You know? Like they can't have fire anywhere in their town. Well, that would make being an inventor in a... And kind of a steampunk life kind of difficult. Yeah, they make that real hard. Like a forge and all that kind of stuff. Because fire is, you know, the mother of all 
invent you know when, life, we, when we came right? up with fire that was when things really kicked off yeah for humankind so it'd be hard to be that great without fire yeah they need they need the fire i like they they need this fire but maybe maybe it has nothing to do with with the goblin city at this point maybe fire is a different thing in the world um that didn't make sense what do you mean by a different thing? Like, yeah, maybe maybe we'll not think about fire as like a tool that they use or something that that is against them. Fire can be maybe there's in the world there's these lakes of fire or there's you know just fire sprouts all around the world. Like these little mini mini volcanoes that are maybe six feet wide, a couple feet tall. And they spout out fire like water geysers that we have mm-hmm. in our our world, mm-hmm. like that. They shoot water up every now and then. Yeah, this just like fire rises it's out just of it. Fire. Just, the fire planes have like a bunch of these different spouts on them, just shooting up fire like a bunch of gas burners coming out of the ground. Yeah. Hmm. And somehow they harness that fire to do their creating. Maybe that's how they've gotten so much power. They they live on these fire spouts and they're using this constant fire with no resource cost to them. It's just fire coming up and they're harnessing it and they're able to do all this stuff. Yeah. So that fire is the source of their power and it gets the motor running in the city. Gets the engine going. Yeah. There's the, you know, the great spout that is a big one that just powers everything. And there's a bunch of little other spouts that you you build a workshop on top of this spout and it's the fire for your forge kind of a thing hmm yeah and i was and i'm thinking i'm imagining in my head too you know somebody can build a workshop or something or a, a power plant i guess it would be right on top of one of these spouts and i could just imagine the fire shooting up and then somehow they capture it and it's in like a, you know a glass tube it goes just shoots out and then shoots a away and powers all these yeah. homes or or machinery or yeah, something exactly. like that every time it spouts it's just a you know a shot of life yeah and then throughout the city to give it a little steampunk goblin vibe throughout the city are these tubes you know these tubes they've made and just that's what lights up the night is the fire just shooting through these tubes all the okay. time throughout the city yeah so they're fire tubes that just have warmth and light and great stuff yeah because they've harnessed it to make it that way they've harnessed it and they've built this really cool mechanism that uses the fire to create all the things that fire can create which is a lot yeah and that's when you're walking up to the city and approaching it from miles away you can just see these streaks of fire throughout the city just shooting uh, every which way yeah through these tubes that they've there's fireton Fireton. Fireton. We've made it to Fireton. <clears throat> Fireton. <laughs> I don't know about Fireton. Fire Town. Fire Town is a little better. <laughs> I added the W back in. Fireburg. Fireburg. Okay. Um that doesn't matter. <laughs> so that's one way to go with fire. The other way to go is more typical fantasy where fire is one of the only elements that the goblin mystics have been able to to create, to produce 
fire. It's like a fire. They have fire powers. The goblin mystics have fire powers. Yes. Or anyone in any mystics in the world, like wizards, the only element they've been able to reproduce or create themselves is fire. They haven't harnessed the other ones yet. There's still lightning and air and water to be to be figured out. But so far, they've only been able to cast fire. So this is is this alongside our fire city already? It or, was a, it was either or maybe both. I don't know. Well, let's let's do an either or right now. So let's let's keep going down that. So the only thing that right the mystics and and spell people of the world have figured out is fire, mm-hmm. and so it's very primitive. Their spell casting, their wizardry. I guess so far, yeah. Hmm. But that just sounds like you know if they if they're committing warfare they are literally fighting fire with fire it's all the time right it's fire against fire just blasting fireballs <laughs> so they're just scorching scorching the earth yeah <laughs> that's not that's not sustainable that's not fun well no but i mean it's not <laughs> them. maybe not mass scorching it's like they they know enough to like make a little fire dart and shoot it and maybe well yeah i guess fire naturally burns things so if you shot it at a town it would burn the town down. it would burn the town so it'd be a lot of burning and destruction mm, yes it would yeah that's i mean fire can lead to good things but it can also lead to very very bad things yeah you're right you're right but i i just don't know how are they actively trying to find a way to control? Like, do they know that it's possible to control wind or water or earth? I don't know. That's that's the tricky bit because I guess it would depend on the timeline of this world. If if there's been sorcery forever or if there's, it's a brand new thing and they don't know it yet, but somebody like a child was born that was like marked with this fire power and they're trying to discover, Hey, can everyone do this? Or is it just the special ones who can do it? Mm-hmm. Or is it, or is it a thing where can you train it? Is it taught like wizard stuff or is it just innate like sorcerer stuff? I think it's very un- important to know the difference. <laughs> Wizards are taught. Sorcery is, it's just in you. Yeah. So, which way is it? I like I like the fire aspect being more of a sorcery thing. You're born with it. Okay. Which makes it so special, which makes it an important word in our world. Yeah. Is anybody else can be taught to control or harness wind, water, earth, heart. <laughs> <laughs> and they combine their powers somehow. Yeah. And they create this rainbow effect. Yeah. Great. This this goblin man comes out. (laughs) I am goblin man. Goblin man. (laughs) Why not? It's just as good as the cartoon. (laughs) Um, For those who don't know, that is Captain Planet. And we are not doing that. (laughs) No, let's let's please not do that. But the aspect, I I mean, hold on. The thought of heart being a form of type of magic is interesting. Heart magic? 
Yeah. What is heart magic? I've always had a problem with heart magic, like shooting that kid that shot the heart ring in Captain mm-hmm. Planet. Captain mm-hmm. Planet is an old cartoon that has kids with rings and they shot magic out of their ring at people to do stuff. Yeah. One of the powers was heart and the kid would shoot his heart ring at people and would they just get nice? Like what happens? They you just have a change of heart? Maybe. Oh, we're friends now. A literal Thank change you for of sh- heart. Why didn't he shoot that at everyone in the world? Yeah. Then then what's <laughs> the point of wind, water, What's the point of everything fire, else? Right? Yeah. Like just shoot your heart ring at literally everyone you see as you walk yeah. around the town. Boom. Friends. Yeah. And eventually everyone's going to be great. Yeah. But the, instead they're, you know. Hold on, let's try burning him first. If that doesn't work, then I'll use the heart. <laughs> yeah, here's a bad guy. Let's let's try to knock him over with some wind. Let's mess him up a little bit. Oh, wait, wait a minute. We got a heart ring. Hold on. We got a heart kid. What are we doing? We can change all of this. Yeah, we don't need Captain Planet, <laughs> Captain Pushover. We just need to do a heart. Yeah. This guy's the new awesome guy. Yeah, we only need this one ring. Yeah, heart is obviously the best ring to have. I don't even remember... To be completely honest, it's been so long since I've seen that show that I do not even remember who they're fighting. Well, I know it's a very... They're like bad guys, like oil drillers Yeah, and it's stuff. very it's economic. Very, yeah, planet-based, like save the planet. Yeah. You know, deforestry, it was like they're fighting people. They had a very strong message. Yeah. But in that, even in any situation, it's like, where's the bad guy? There he is. Shoot the heart ring at him. Oh, I don't want to cut down trees anymore. Yeah. Done. I Situation to do solved. Good. Yeah. And I wonder, it was probably just another form. The heart was, yeah, it probably just hit him. Hit him with the heart and it just hurts. If I didn't think much further past that. <laughs> it should be like, give him a heart attack. Shoot him with the heart ring. Just <laughs> stops their heart. All of a sudden his arm starts getting tingly. Yes, this kid show is no longer for children. Yeah. <laughs> and you're dead. Heart attack. Yeah, this is the last resort. If <laughs> you didn't listen to Fire Bro, you're going to listen to Heart Guy. You're going to listen because you will die. Yes, it's death right now. <laughs> you're going to have a stroke. <laughs> heart. <laughs> yeah, that's a... Was the person who owned the ring, the? I think it was the boy who owned the ring, right? Was was he just ultra friendly? I th- I think he was like the East Indian kid. There was like a yeah. white kid, you know, all races were included, which was cool. Yeah. I think it was the East Indian kid. I think he had a monkey. That sounds right. It me. does sound right. But anyway, he was nice. He was, I think he was like a goofy, Just a nice generally great, kid. caring kid. Yeah. It reminded me of Aladdin and the monkey in Aladdin. Okay. Together. All right. Just friendly, lighthearted, fun. Just for a good time. Stopping hearts. But also, yeah, I have a ring. Give everybody a heart attack. <laughs> um, so anyway, you said you liked that in the beginning for our world. Why? So I like heart power. Well, that's just a, a total side note, but just imagine a new form of magic, right? Because you have, we all know about fire, ice, water, wind, earth. We all yeah, know about that. Yeah, typical magical things. What about... Heart magic. I guess that would be magic. similar to something like there's been there's been variations of blood magic, you know? Oh, yeah. So maybe it could be something like that. But if you called it heart magic. It makes it nice. It makes it nice. It's heart magic. Suddenly you're not yeah, dealing with the blood. You're and not slinging blood at everybody. Right. It's heart magic. You're causing a change of heart. Okay. But 
I mean, that's that's pretty much like Captain Planet Kid, right? You're causing change. This is what the magic does. Well, we'd have to come up with a few examples of what are some basic spells you learn as a heart magic user. But also, like, at the same time, isn't that kind of like mind control magic? Because if you're changing someone's heart to be like, emotions. you like trees now. It's like also, okay, well, now I like trees. That's not a heart thing. That's a that's a head thing. So would it be, are we talking... Uh, Okay, so then an important important distinction is, is: Are we speaking of the literal heart or figurative heart magic? Um, because literal I don't heart, know the difference. <laughs> literal heart. I'm like talking your beating the heart, heart in your beating heart in your chest. Uh-huh. That would be more in my mind towards the blood magic thing. Okay. Yeah. So make a blood boil, give them a disease, you know, whatever, whatever else can yeah corrupt them, their yeah, blood stuff yeah. like that. Okay. Figurative heart magic would be what we've been, would be Captain Planet. Changing hearts. Changing emotions, changing hearts, mind control, essentially. I kind of what the Goblin Queen does. That brings us back to the Goblin Queen. Okay, wait a minute. Is she a heart magic master? And no one knows what this is. It's just like heart, heart magic. She's the only one who can harness it because it's very, very powerful. If not the most powerful, it's the most magic powerful element out there. If you can persuade the hearts of your goblins to do what you want all the time, that's that's so strong. Yeah. I like that a lot. So did she... So is she evil now? Because I feel like we're really trying to make her evil. No, I mean... Like we've tried evil. multiple goblins times so far. are good. Like maybe... Okay, she's the only one who has this heart magic and she's trying... And she knows... Anyone else in the world who takes who figures this out will use it for bad. Yes. So I'm going to isolate myself, going into solitude forever, so no one can even know that I can do this thing. And I'm just going to try to make my guys do good. So did she learn this on her own, or was this a God-given thing from her from I don't her know. God? I think either way... She realized it at some point, whether she figured out that she could do it just because she inherited it or she stumbled upon it somehow. Yeah. Like at the heart well, mm-hmm. you know, somehow. And that's the heart where. Well. Yeah. Everyone knows about the heart well. Well, no one knows. And that's why she <laughs> built her city around it and she encased herself in the heart well. And she's just talking to her goblins. Mm-hmm. And the goblins to everyone else says, oh, yeah, we have a queen and she's she's great. She can. We, we just feel of her presence all the time. And they believe that it's from their God. Yeah. Maybe she was chosen. That's, that's that. That's yeah. the end of the story. Yeah. But she, she's genuinely good. And she says, if yes. anybody else finds this, it's over. Yeah. Like, cause they, other races, they're bigger, they're meaner. They're not as smart as us. Because if anybody but... <laughs> else, if it, here's a little throwback to a different foundation. Okay. If anybody else becomes or learns the heart magic, they become like the mule in foundation. Okay. Yeah. You know, just caught, just super subtle, but very evil. Yes. Because he could control emotions. Remember? I yeah. don't know if you remember that, but yeah. And, and what he did was basically destroy a whole galaxy wide civilization or whatever, you know, universe wide civilization just because he could control emotions. So that's why I imagine like heart magic would be and what the evil use would be like. Yeah. So and we're just trying to protect the good. It. We're she's talking about the good side. It. Yeah. 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 But the evil, we know how powerful that could be. And she knows, yeah, which is yeah, why she's yeah. taken it upon herself to be the protector. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Of this. Side note. Foundation is a 
book series written by Isaac Asimov. Great, awesome sci-fi author. Mm-hmm. Read it if you haven't. It's wonderful. It's one of the best. Spoiler alert. Heavy spoiler alert. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> we just talked about, but it's fantastic. Read it. Okay, so I love this. Heart, this does not include fire at all, but we've come up with right. a really cool heart. We really did stuff. skip that. I don't know what to do here. Yeah. Do we continue on the... I think what we should do... I like the original idea of the tubes of fire. and the, That was cool. Yeah, fire. maybe that. Okay. Let's just keep the city yeah. being this bright light where at night... The it, earth has... And the earth has Fire spouts. spouts coming out. Yeah. The goblins have centralized themselves on like a really dense population of these fire sprouts yeah and they're they're all over the world but this is like the most concentrated part yeah of them and they said this is awesome we're going to use this to build our empire yeah they're in the the fire planes yeah. so other other races are using them the plane of fire but they're the, <laughs> but they're not as advanced they, they're trying to get to that level but they just don't have the high they don't have the heart magic center to kind of like yeah. get them all on the same level so they're there's like Random people trying to do it, but they can't. They can't. Yeah, really they do have it. one-off inventors and whatnot who can yeah. do a little bit, but nothing can compare to a civilization that is fully in sync. Yeah, and this massive fire city. Yeah, with fire tubes all over. It looks awesome. This is super. This is a super cool concept because imagine a fire city of you know fire just spouting everywhere, and it's kind of a little steampunky, and you're yeah. looking at it. That looks evil. It but does. No, it's menacing. It's not. Because it's very queen, welcoming. Yeah, their queen is the most generous, loving person. Yeah. There's Come on refugees. In. It's beautiful. She's got heart magic, but nobody knows it. Yeah. So that's this a menacing city that's like, no, super open menacing. doors, bud. Come on in whenever. But I wonder if there's a way to make that. That'd be a challenging thing. But if there's a way to make that beautiful, like aesthetically beautiful or um, not beautiful, but good looking yeah so instead of being menacing somehow you can make it look good and that's beyond me i'm sure there's a way i'm sure there's a fan artist out there somewhere that would that would make a sick looking town but make it look make it look good like regal yeah regal and with these fire tubes like lining staircases or whatever it would be so cool yeah that would be awesome but it's got a good vibe it's like you know and you've seen i don't know if you have seen but really really fancy places have like fish tanks aquariums under Mm -hmm. the walkways oh yeah and they have the led lights in them and it's super fancy you see little fishies floating Mm -hmm. around kind of like that idea where it's like they're using these fire fire tubes for power but also aesthetically it looks real nice yeah they're walking on top of glass with fire raging underneath fire shooting underneath whoa that's cool the glass is obviously tempered so it doesn't get hot somehow yes it's not breaking This this is cool yeah this is the place that everyone's it's the jewel like the crown jewel of this land yeah is big old is fire city fireberg that's so <laughs> lame like oh fire. that kills it berg is worse berg is like a a hill isn't it like a a berg is like a little town yeah that doesn't work yeah <laughs> that's to be like fire empire or something huge that can't be fire nation fire nation and they have they don't boats attack. And they... <laughs> anyway, um, that's not <laughs> what we're going to talk about. All right. Okay. So shall we move on? Let's move on. This one is great. When I first heard these, 
Note for everyone listening, these three words were from a listener this week. So I didn't come up with them. The air of us, <laughs> just the the air of us out of this. Transparency to all. These are awesome and I wish I had. Should have started with that. Should have started, but here we go. Third <laughs> word is ice. Oh. Yes. And just so everyone can have some fun with me on my little journey here in my own mind. Um, when you say fire and ice together, uh-huh. it's obviously like that's a contrast thing. That's fire and ice. Yeah. You know, the two separate things don't go together. They're opposites. They cancel each other out. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of things in writing and literature that have fire and ice in it. Yeah. Um, recently, there was a show that did it. I'm blanking on it. Game of Thrones is based off of, I think the first book is called A it's Song, called of, a song fire of Fire and Ice. Yeah. Yes, correct. But the first thing I thought of was a good poem by my good buddy, Robert Frost. Well, you know him. Have you read it? I'm going to read it right now. I don't think so. Go ahead. It's, due, it's, it's, good, it's a good poem. Yeah, hit me with it. It's by Robert Frost called Fire and Ice. It says, some say the world will end in fire. Some say in ice. From what I've tasted of desire... I hold with those who favor fire. But if it had to perish twice, I think I know enough of hate to say that for destruction, ice is also great and would suffice. Okay. Fantastic poem. Beautiful. Yeah. Kind of stumbled through it, but it was great. It's a great poem. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Love it. It's one of my tops. Anyway, that was a sidetrack. What's it, what's it mean to you? you <laughs> because gotta, you got to tell us your interpretation. Yeah. Initially, he's saying, right, a lot of people are saying the world will end in fire. And some say that it'll end in ice. He says he loves the idea of fire. But the line says, from what I've tasted of desire, I hold with those who favor fire. Not quite sure what I feel about that. I'm not the greatest interpreter of literature of to say what he means by what he tasted of desire. Um, but I love the lines. They sound great. They roll off the tongue. They give you a little tickle in your neck. It's great. I know exactly what this poem means. What does it say? I'm a humanities major, so I just kill. Yeah, it. this this is your. That's why I wanted to bring it up because I know you would. Dig um, it. he's not talking literal. Again, this is my interpretation. I was joking. I do like this stuff, but but you are a humanities major. I am a humanities major. <laughs> yes, but I'm not you know an expert by any means. But it's not literal. He says, so he's talking about fire and ice. He says, from what I've tasted of desire, I think it's, I stand with those who say it's fire. Meaning he's felt what it's like to desire something. And when you desire something, you have a burning passion for it. Okay, I love it. And talk about like, uh, if you want to talk about, you know, greedy politicians or greedy world leaders who just want more and more and more, they have that fire which will end the world if we continue on that path, right? Yep. Of people who just want more and more and more. On the other side, uh, talking about ice. Yeah, what about the ice part? I think I know enough of hate to say that for destruction, ice is also great. Meaning cold-heartedness. Cold. Apathy. Cold. I don't care about you. Yeah. I don't care what happens to you. I'm not going to help you. You know, every, every man for themselves. And... Also, it could just be hate. So it could just be straight war and destruction. Yeah. So I think that's what he's talking about is um, people in the world, how they, how the, how's the world going to end? Is it by greed or 
you know, people being selfish and, and not helping others or just pure hatred? Oh, man, this. I Yeah, I've had those thoughts about this poem because I read this when I was, you know, in high school many moons ago. Right. Um, and I've always loved it just because it sounded cool. Right. It has a cool sound to it. But yeah. Hearing different explanations than that one you just had. It makes it awesome. Like, I just love it. And I would love for our world to kind of like have a theme of this as, as its thing. Yeah. Right. Like there's this big burning hatred of fire in some nations and there's this like this ice kind of vibe to other people, this like bitterness. And well, and I think we are getting really close to that already without even reading this poem because think, think about so. it. We included heart magic. Yep. That's the heart magic, but only so, being used for good. To only be used for good. But we've talked about, imagine if somebody else had that heart magic and they also were in control of that fire. That's the literal and the analogous or whatever coming together. Yep. Where I have the actual power of fire and I have this desire, this greed to control it and everybody I can with it. Right. Or, and then we can talk, we haven't even talked about, but other nations or whoever it may be. Yeah are just seething with hatred and maybe they do actually control ice somewhere in the world. Yeah. We, maybe there we touched is upon the ice, possibility of that. An ice queen. Maybe there is an ice queen. Good old fashioned ice queen. Yeah. Ah, ah, a, little, a little frozen too for you. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Well, yours it. is awful. I can't do it. <laughs> I mean, mine wasn't any better. But. Well, I mean, it was better than mine. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. I love your, Frozen too. Your Frozen Queen humming is way better. Than I mine. actually practice it a lot. Me and my wife. That's like how we call to each other. Wait, Frozen. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> sidebar that for a second. But Frozen Two is your favorite, not the first one. I kind of like Frozen Two. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay, now can we bring back what you just said about you and your wife calling to each other? And- yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, fairly often, you know, when we're just in the house, I'm just hanging out in my room and she's watching TV or whatever. I might hear the, the clarion call from the living room. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) And obviously it's a call and response. So I hit her with the lower tone. (laughs) And then we engage in conversation, you know, bring me a soda or whatever it is, but. That's a real thing that happens in our house. Okay. I don't know how it came about. I, you know, that's a deep dive into my life, but (laughs) we've only seen Frozen 2 once, to be honest. One time. One time. And that's, that's Uh, like a, that's the, uh, the motif of the movie, I guess, is, is that little note. You know, what's funny about the Frozen movies. Mm. Another sidebar is my kids. I have two sons and one daughter. Both of the sons, I think, like it way more than the daughter. And I think it's one of those movies that I love them too. But when you look at it, you see Elsa and you see Anna and you're like, this is a movie. And I don't want, it's about princesses and stuff that my boys say they don't want to be into. But then like once you turn, like I say, hey, we're going to turn on Frozen 2 because I like it. So we're going to watch it. And they go, oh, come on. Let's watch something else. Let's watch Star Wars. I'm like, no, we're doing this. And then the second I turn it on. They are glued. They do They're not. <laughs> yeah, they, when I turn it off, they start whining. I'm like, you love this. This is not a movie for little girls. This is a movie for everybody. This movie for is everybody. Great. I think the marketing, though, has not done a great job. Not done it justice. Well, especially in the first one. 
Yeah. They very much marketed that with the classic princess tale. Yeah. Little girls buy all the princess crap you can. Well, also they made what's the the guy? Not Olaf. He's the the snowman. Kristoff. Kristoff. They made him a little weird. Like there's all that fan fiction. Yeah, about, he's a goof. You know him and his horse. Or whatever. Well, okay. I didn't know. think about that, but, but he is a goober. But he, yeah, that aside, he's a goober who only ta- can talk to his horse. Like that's the only thing he knows how to do because yeah, he can't talk to women or anything. He's and I get the point. You know, they're not they're making him not the hero. Yeah, it's on not purpose. about you. You're not saving anybody. They're it's, breaking. That's the, fine. Yeah, they're breaking the mold where he rescues the, the princess. Yeah. That's not what happens. Yeah. But at the same time, they really did him dirty. They did. He's such a goof. He's a goober. And I think he steps up a little bit in the second, if I remember correctly. He does become a little bit more of a matured and yeah. you know, heroic type. Yeah. But yeah, you're right though. I mean But it's, it's just an all around classic. Great movie for everybody. If you yeah. say Frozen for little girls, maybe you're wrong. You will, no, yeah, you're well wrong. you are wrong. You and are maybe wrong. you need to look at your life. Yeah. And discover yourself a little bit. You need bit to more. break the mold a little bit. Yeah. Watch Frozen one and then two and then watch them again. Mm-hmm. Until you get it. Okay, so ice ice people. Anyways, <laughs> so that's that poem. And I think that would be, this poem would be a great preface right right after the title page. On the book? Yeah. Of the book. Yeah. Because I think this would oh, man. perfectly describe the vibe that I would go for if oh. I was to write this book. Man, yes. I love right? this. I love it. For my good buddy, Robert, or your, sorry, your good buddy, Robert Frost. Mr. Frost. Do you call him Rob? Call him Bob Robbie Frost. Robbie Frost. <laughs> I call him Frosty Robbie. <laughs> that sounds bad. Hey, you get a Frosty Rob today? That, so- that, sounds- <laughs> that sounds like a alcoholic drink or something. It's like something you find on Urban Dictionary. Yeah, can I get a Frosty Robbie? <laughs> I don't want to look that up. Frosty I don't actually Robert? know if that's an Urban <laughs> Frosty Robert. That sounds more official. Anyways, I think Ice would. Get back to our world here. Uh, it would somehow represent symbolically if fire is our warmth, our main city, and it represents the love. And yep. little did you know the heart magic uh-huh. that's behind it and controlling it, in a sense, the ice would symbolically represent just the hatred and just the the pure chaos that exists outside, which is why there's so many refugees that come to this city that we've talked about. Yeah. Because outside it's just hatred, just warfare. You know, it's just real low class. The dire straits. Fantasy warfare out there. Yeah. And so, and we could say, you know, half the world is ice. That's, that's an easy go if we wanted to, you know, this middle part is, you know, there's fire spouts and whatnot and warmth and jungles yeah, yeah. because of the warmth. But out, the further out you go, it's just icy. Yeah, there's desert. less and less fire spouts around the world. And yeah. And less and less life because ice doesn't really promote life like fire does. Not at all. Yeah. So it would just be less and less life, less and less hope, a little more dreary. So and there's a more rugged group of people that are. Yeah. Are they goblins? Could be. It's like an outcast goblins the blue goblins the blue ice goblins that live in permafrost keep (laughs) wow (laughs) we did it which is cool i mean yeah that that's a reference to an old 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 video game but i didn't even think about that this whole time yeah straight up just came to me but how could we not talk about those goblins with their crappy poems i wish i had one 
But they, they speak in like poetry. Yeah, they're poetry goblins that live <laughs> in the ice fortresses. Yeah. That's cool. They've been they've been exiled for whatever reason. Maybe they weren't working towards the greater good of the goblinhood. Right. And they said, you know what? This queen's full of it. She's doing all this stuff. It's not really helping. They lost their connection to us. Her. She's too busy helping everybody else. Yeah. Need to help us. These are the greedier, you know, the greedier ice mm-hmm. goblins. Mm-hmm. And say, we're out of here. We're going to take our orc buddies and we're gone. We're gone. So it's just like, you know, the, the, yeah, like the down by the docks kind of feel. Maybe they're city. Yeah. Maybe they're trying, trying to create their own type of queen, but obviously they can't, but maybe they're trying. But they have a bad dictator then. Yeah. Somebody who, yeah. Somebody who stepped up and was like, oh yeah, I could do that. But obviously can't. Like I know what we need to do. And maybe they, they fought off people to get to the top or mm-hmm. manipulated or persuaded you know that kind of mm-hmm. evil stuff and there there's a bad ice queen yeah robbie frost robbie frost that's the name of this <laughs> is it a is it a male or is it the queen is named robbie frost well in our world robert is a unisex name okay so yeah okay it works then <laughs> it's not. It's, it works. Robert you, can yeah. be the name of anybody. You fixed it. Um, <laughs> we figured that out. So That's it doesn't matter. It's, it's just the the title is queen. You know, gender doesn't matter. Doesn't it's just, matter. You are Queen Robert Frost. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> queen Robert Frost. Queen Robert of the Frost. Okay. We, maybe not Robert Frost. Maybe you're no. Queen, whatever. Queen Goblin of Ice yeah. Kingdom Town. Yeah. And. You now tell everybody what to do, but because you are not pure of heart like the other mm-hmm. one, you don't have that you magic. You don't have heart magic. You are just dictating straight up, strong arming everyone into yeah, doing you're what just you a say. bad, just an evil leader. So that place is not great. Yeah. But the people are so mad and upset and twisted and full of hate and full of hatred that they're not going to go back ever, only to do bad. Right. You know? Right. Sweet. Ooh, I love it. This is a cool goblin-based world. I do like that a lot. And it has this fire and ice intro by Robert Frost, which is... It's perfect. Makes me just love it even more. it's perfect. Yeah. Robert Frost is great. Yeah. All right. Cool. (laughs) Good world. Yeah, I think that's it for for this world. We've got goblins. We've got Fire City that, that helps the goblins. We've got the ice place with the bad goblins who've been exiled there are orcs and elves and humans Mm -hmm. doing whatever yep that's for the writers to decide what they're doing yep um or nothing who knows and um that's awesome love it great story good work all right we hope you enjoyed listening to this week's episode as much as we enjoyed making it as we all know it takes a village to build a world so we want to hear your ideas Send an email to story at heroesandthieves.co, that's story at heroesandthieves.co, with your take on this week's words, and your budding story may get a shout out during next week's episode. That's right. Also, be sure to follow and subscribe on whatever service you're listening with to get updated on all the world building action. We would be so grateful if you helped us out by also leaving a review. Lastly, stop by our Patreon if you'd like to support the podcast and join us on this grand adventure. Thank you so much for tuning in and hearing us out. See you next week.